Good evening and welcome to the podcast. I'm Todd. I believe, as always, I'm joined by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Nothing. First try. Wow. First try. All Good right. Omen. Good omen. Things folks. are going well. Yeah. Looks like Duke's on Saturday here. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are here on Monday the 9th, uh, wrapping up this first uh, weekend of both college and NFL season, uh, coming off a of JMU 44 7 victory over St. Francis. Uh, a lot of things went as expected. We'll be covering those tonight, uh, and we'll be talking, looking ahead a little bit to another game we expect to go in similar fashion against Morgan State uh, coming to Harrisonburg this weekend. But welcome back, everybody. You can rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, thanks, as always, to our original sponsor, Pale Fire Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Rob, I got a uh, Deadly Rhythm Pale Ale out tonight. So well, <laughs> I, got, I got an errand. Uh, excellent look at us we're they, on they had it on in brand brand bottle shop. yeah all right. i was like all right i just wanted to get like a single beer and they had the 16 ounce of that so that's there what i got go. tonight nice um so thanks as always to pale fire you can go by the tap room there in harrisburg uh great setup down there and mention the podcast you'll get a free pale fire pint glass uh really good time to get in there hoping to get in there myself pretty soon um i'll be in harrisburg this weekend i don't know if i'll make it to pale fire but we will we'll see um couple notes before we get into the football, Rob. I did see women's golf uh, finished third at the William & Mary Invitational. I don't know. I think that's pretty good for the team event. Usually there's a whole bunch of teams in these college tournaments. So good for them. Uh, field hockey, big win over Georgetown over the weekend. Good to see Coach Morgan and the ladies starting to put kick things into gear there for a team that we have uh, always loved the most. And... Alas, I did see men's soccer with a double overtime victory over Loyola and midfielder Tyler Clegg was the CAA player of the week this week. So they were sort of getting back on track after a little bit of a tough early start. I think they're two and two uh, to start. So um, that's a program we have high hopes for this fall. But Rob, I don't think I have anything else. I want to get right into the four downs. Are, are you good with that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, can oh. we just say shout yeah. out to Bennett? Did you see Bennett oh. on Twitter? No, what's that? Bennett Conlin, you know, our, our buddy mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the man behind Jamie Sports News. And, yep. Uh, he accepted a job UVA men's basketball beat writer for the Delhi Progress and Cavalier Insider. So, oh, that's really cool. Um, really cool. I mean, as, as you know, um, everybody who listens knows we just think the world of Bennett and his mm-hmm. abilities as a reporter and writer. Um, you know, it's, it's really exciting for him and for UVA fans. Now we're going to have a great addition to the mm-hmm. coverage of, of what is obviously a very good basketball team. So yeah, um, very excited about for Bennett and congratulations to him and, and to all those UVA fans, you know, like I said, have a terrific writer on their side. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, and actually Rob, I mean, I know his time will be very much tied up with that job, Yes, uh, but at the same time, he'll be back in, you know, having games on television and stuff for JMU. <laughs> yep. I know he won't be far away whenever he gets the opportunity and, it's kind of cool, right? He took a job, you know, he was the editor of the Breeze uh, sports section for a while and had worked with Kurt Dudley on the broadcast a couple of years ago and took a job out of the industry. And he must have missed it and really, I mean, this is really cool. I, yeah, I feel he's, like he's doing like coming back writing. With, yeah. yeah, and I feel like he's really coming back with his eyes wide open. So good luck to Bennett. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, but tonight, we wel- again, welcome back, everybody. Saw the numbers getting consistent again the last couple of weeks as everybody gets into full season. And we wanted to bring you as always, this is the uh, four downs from the game this past weekend, brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing. They're our official four down sponsor going forward. So go by the store there in Harrisonburg. You can go by the shop. You can schedule a lesson if it's your first time trying it out. It's a great place to learn. 
Uh, they'll do everything you need to get you up and running. If you're an expert, it's an even better shop. Uh, it's as good as anywhere in the country. And go in there and talk to those guys. Uh, they'll take care of you with everything you need. Gear, clothing, trips, long-term trips. Um, I know they're having a tough week. They really, really tough week. They, I think, lost some friends in the storm in the Bahamas. They've been running some trips down there for a couple of years. And I, I think they'll, they'll have some new stuff up and running, um, you know, sort of in the aftermath of the storm. And we encourage everybody to go in there and, and see the guys at Mossy Creek. So, but big thanks to them. Rob, you want to take first down tonight? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure we could get into the nitpickiness of, of the fans that we are a part of. We, we do that just like yeah. everybody else, but we got to start off with just the defense. <laughs> um, it, there obviously was a talent differential, and, and JMU was on the positive side of, of that. Mm-hmm. But this was really just a, an absolutely dominant performance through three quarters, which is kind of my rough approximation of mm-hmm. when the starters were in. Mm-hmm. JMU only surrendered 69 yards and two first downs. Mm-hmm. Of course, 10 punts, zero points. Um, it was just like – it looked like practice out there. Like they were just lining up like, okay, run three, and then we're going to run out another team or something. Mm-hmm. It, was just, yeah. it was just an absolute joke. And people are going to complain, obviously, like, oh, there weren't enough tackles for loss, so they weren't getting a QB. That is true, and that's something that I would like to see improve going forward in terms of mm-hmm. pressuring the QB. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is they just didn't have that many opportunities. Right, you know, right. When you're forcing teams off the field every three plays, mm-hmm. you're not getting in a lot. And it was also one of the situations where clearly St. Francis was just trying to do damage control. Yes. At a certain point, you know, you're getting third and longs. They were just like, okay, if something's wide open, we're going to go for it. But um, there's otherwise, just let, let's just punt and hope for the best. So mm-hmm. it was just, it was crazy to see them dominate that much. And to take it from perspective of like, it, it Normally, you would discount that, I think, mm-hmm. or I would, coming mm-hmm. against St. Francis. But nah. to me, I almost like another piece of evidence. After we saw them do it against, you know, some good athletes. Obviously, uh-huh. West Virginia didn't have things go their way on Saturday. But right. um, it wasn't just a case of them lining up and having, you know, winning one-on-one battles and that making a difference. Obviously, that helps. Right. But I have a lot of faith in this scheme through two weeks. Yes. Uh, and, and I think it's going to continue to get better. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, w- I was thrilled with how well the defense played. Yeah, I think they only gave up, like, I mean, it was, like, less than 50 yards through the first three quarters. It was total I mean, it of was 69. I think 69 it was like yards, 40 yeah. On the, yeah, it's um, crazy. They, they forced 10 straight three and outs. And I got to admit, I, I actually didn't – it was kind of funny. I watched the game with some other JMU guys this weekend as we were pre our fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and – you know, I watched the very beginning. I mean, we were very intent at the beginning. We weren't starting the draft till eight o'clock or whatever. So at the beginning of the game, I was, you know, we were all kind of focused. And St. Francis broke off a couple plays the very first drive, right? They, yeah, I mean, almost all of those yards came on the first two or three plays of the game. And so I, I never kind of, I, I didn't set in with me until the third quarter. Like then I was kind of looking away a little bit, and JMU started to pull away, pull away. And then watching again on Sunday, um, I just couldn't believe I, it, it didn't occur to me how strong the defensive performance was off of those first couple of plays where I'd been a little bit like, Oh, come on guys. You know, that, that was my impression as well. Yeah. Watching it yesterday. I, yeah. I, I watched the second half yesterday right. and I had that same reaction. It was like, Holy crap. They didn't do anything. Yeah. After that first. <laughs> right. Right. And here, I mean, I, I heard Signetti today and we'll talk a little bit more about him later, but you know, yeah. I mean, even he said at all levels of football he's ever been around, he's never seen 10 straight three and outs. No. I mean, nobody's going to beat JMU 
with that kind of thing. And no matter Perfect. what, no matter what nits people have to pick on the other the other aspects of this game, they're not going to lose if they play like that. <laughs> you know, no, just... and, and that was really like I said, the system. It wasn't just everybody being better than the guy they were individually lined up against. Mm-hmm. That That's was true. part of it, but it was they were playing with purpose. They were playing with the system. Guys were making making their assignments. Um, uh-huh. It was really just absolutely dominant. Yeah, it was nuts. And I don't know if you were going to talk about anybody individually on defense, Rob, were you? Adib? Yeah, I just, it's so, I just, I wrote that during the game. And yeah. I'm like, every, he's going to have one or two plays a half every game where, he, I mean, he's just wrecking things in there right now. At this level, I mean, to see him do it against West Virginia, but then to see him just, I mean, these are just children with him this weekend. It, it right? Right? Jefferson and Josh Yeah. Yes, yes. It's just like he's in the backfield before anybody even knows what's going on. Um, uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's only going to get better too because I think as the season wears on, he starts to have maybe the the twos get a little more depth or be able to play more things. He's going to have other fresh starters in there with him. Yeah, man, it's there's going to be okay. some highlight plays week in and week out. What's that thing in fast times? It's like he really goes here. I thought he just flew in for games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, no, that was awesome. Well, my second down, Rob, I'm going right into it. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if I'm an apologist. I don't want to hear it. Danucci was outstanding. He was game. great. He, he was, was fantastic great. in this yeah. game. And anybody who's bitching about the third down calls, I'm sure we'll cover that play calling and, and coaching and everything related to that in a little bit. But, I mean, that was a dime that he dropped, that Brown dropped in the end zone yeah. on the first drive, right? Yes. Um, that was a beautiful pass. It was a beautiful pass, and Brown right? Brown game. Brown oh, he had a great game. game. I don't, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, people forget, like, that's one of the five incompletions he had. And then there were a couple throws in this game, Rob, especially the ones where they get him rolling out to the right. Mm-hmm. He did a couple throws. And I know he did this a little bit last year, but he just looks so much crisper and more confident this year. And that is he can drop down and sort of throw from those different arm angles Yep. in, in kind of like a, you know, like a Breeze Mahomes type way and last year i think he thought he could do it athletically but it wasn't clicking for him mm-hmm. and there were a couple that i was like there are no i don't believe that anybody else makes that throw on the roster right now a couple of those this weekend and then of course the other thing with him was the the long touchdown to brown that he did make was a broken play where he didn't run right away and he really kept his eyes downfield and kept his wits about him and squared up and threw a great you know I mean, he didn't have to do much but he was clearly looking around the field. I, I just thought to do well, yeah, was pre- I, I, pretty I outstanding. People, people will discount that because Brown was wide open. Mm-hmm. But it's the first part of your statement. He just mm-hmm. extended the play, kept his head up, and was mm-hmm. looking to make the best play, not just you know get to the marker. Right. Um, you know, it's one of the situations where a lot of people criticize him that he's too. If his first read isn't there, he just tucks it and runs. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a case of him doing anything but that. Just extending mm-hmm. the play, getting space, resetting. And then also great play by Brown to stay with it. And then oh, absolutely. The coverage. I'm with you, man. I, I think he's really playing better. Um, it's yeah. not perfect, but no. it's week two. I mean, I, I thought he was better than he was week one, yeah. which is really all you can ask for at this point. Me too. And, and I also, I couldn't help thinking rewatching the game a little bit um, so that I could watch the second half a little closer. Just that they, everybody forgets we are in a new staff. Yes. We, we are in a new play calling regime. We're in a new, you know, the, new the calls are named differently, new approach. And I feel like they're miles ahead of where they were at this point in Houston's first year. Mm-hmm. And that was coming off, of, you know, the, a Withers team where the, 
the offense was not problematic under Withers, right? The no, offense was great under Withers. Um, I mean, you could pit nits, nits, but it really was solid. I mean, it, and then just the transition of the staff, uh, they, they really, it took them a while in that season to get it rolling. And I don't feel, I feel like they're a little further along right now than they were back then. And as, as much as people want to argue over it, I mean, when I picked, I, I am going to gloat a little bit here, Rob, I picked 45-6 for the final score this week. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was being a little bit homerish. Um, I, I think if, if you truly asked me, I thought that was a little too rough. I just thought that uh, I didn't think St. Francis could score a lot, and they didn't. Um, you know, but I wasn't really that confident that JMU would score that many points. Um, and for them to win 44 to seven was about, you know, I, I felt pretty good about it. And, and you're right. I just, I don't want to hear anything about Newt's right now. I, I know the coach Signetti, a little disappointing. I don't know if it's disappointing, but I did get to listen to his presser today. And he was a little direct about saying that players missed plays on those ones that they didn't punch in for touchdowns. Um, and one of the people he was direct about was the quarterback, um, sort of saying, you know, our eyes weren't in the right place. We weren't making the right read. Um, I hope that age as well. And I hope that he is just trying to hold guys accountable and, you know, sort of keep their head level. Um, because I, 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 one thing I couldn't help thinking today was I hope he'll be the same exact way when it is the coaches, um, if there is a coaching breakdown. Because um, that, that it was a little bit harsh for a 44-7 to win. And, and my thing on the third downs, and Rob, you may get into this, but was the – they were up 21 to nothing when they started getting into that. They kicked the three straight field goals after that. Yeah. You know, and I have to wonder, like, they're up 21 to nothing in the second quarter. They're clearly going to beat this team by a billion points. Um, Signetti's kind of an old-school guy. I mean, we've seen Saban do this over the years. Like, there's a part of him that's like, eh, if we have to kick field goals – control the scoreboard a little bit. That's not the worst thing in the world as opposed to going out here and beating this team 83 to zero, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I just, I'm not going to get as down about that. I mean, certainly the red zone after last year, you're just frustrating, but I, I think maybe I'm going to try to be a little more tempered in my reaction to that. So I don't yeah. know if that was one of your things. Well, no, I just, I, I guess mine was going to be that this team doesn't look great. I'm not going to say like, oh, it's the best team in the country or they absolutely deserve their number two ranking, but they look pretty good for a week two team in a new system. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. really all I'm looking for right now. Um, mm-hmm. There's stuff we, we got to fix or they've got to fix. You know, they've mm-hmm. got to cut the crap with the fumbles. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's good for Signetti to hold guys accountable and uh-huh. to do it in a way that's like, hey, yeah, we've got to improve in these specific situations. If you can give pointed criticism like that, to me, that's something players can learn from. I think so, too. N- I, I, I try to take that, it that way today. Yeah. Uh, Noosh is a guy who clearly wants to improve. He's not like some cocky person who just strolled in here being like, oh, I'm, I'm from a P5 school. I'm going to earn the job. I mean, he went right. and worked with a tutor over the summer. So he seems like a guy who, who not only would respond to that, but seeks that out. So mm-hmm. It Very wasn't coachable. like, you know, we played terrible, but hey, yeah, this is, that was a good step forward. Mm-hmm. But in order to take the next step, step. you got to fix these things. So that's great. I'd rather have coaches and players who mm-hmm. are focused on that improvement, not beating themselves up, but that's very clear. That's easy to act on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for week two, I mean, it was good. I mean, the defense played very tight, contains yeah. everything. They went at the line of scrimmage. I want to see them maybe start to pressure the QB a little bit more. I think some of that is just going to be, 
when you get more opportunities, game situations. Yeah. Um, and again, like, do they want to show that against these and, two teams? And do like, you want to dial a bunch of blitzes against an overman team? Or do you just want right. to say, let's, or do you want to let's work those... on our coverages and things like that? Yeah, I don't know if you want to put all those blitzes on film for when you do play Villanova and New Hampshire down the road, you yeah. know, um, when you don't need them to win 44-7 this week. Yeah. And, and then the other thing that I thought mm-hmm. in terms of improvement – Everybody was talking about how great the running game was at West Virginia. The running game, in my opinion, had flashes against West Virginia, but was not consistent for all four quarters. Mm-hmm. Very good in the in first half and not mm-hmm. terrific overall. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they only averaged like three and a half yards a carry. Um, yeah. I thought it was much better for all four quarters this game. You had three guys, um, including Newt's one of them, but Newt, mm-hmm. Hamilton, and Van Horst all were over six yards a carry. Percy was 4.6 yards per carry. Oh, no. Um, they all, you know, you had everybody getting in between like eight and I think Van Horst had 14 carries or thereabouts. Yep. Um, so I, I thought that was much better for all four quarters. Different guys uh-huh. were playing. I thought Hamilton was terrific in the second quarter. Yeah, I did too. Uh, particularly on that one drive that unfortunately ended yeah, with a field goal. two runs in a row. Yeah. There, yeah. Just north-south hitting guys mm-hmm. with Van Horst, man. Yeah, he's – I don't know. He's I'm a beast. Like, somebody earned the job there. It's, I, yeah. I feel bad for the other guys, but I'm like – the kids got to keep playing. Like, yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like this running back by committee, I know it's causing some people some trepidation and a little yeah. bit. Thanks. I really think we're just going to see it through the first three or four games till somebody clearly earns the job, mm-hmm. and then I think based on what we saw with Elon last year, mm-hmm. we're going to see like a one A 1A back. Yeah, or, or I hope we do. So well, I and I really I think Signetti on the running back thing is really truly taking these first three games. Um, the playing up to West Virginia and then playing down to these two games as kind of the preseason in terms of like, why give anybody 25 carries and risk injury and having those carries add up over the season at this point? Yeah. I mean, you, you got all these four guys, you're going to win, play them. You know, yeah. I, I, it's a little frustrating for the guys, I'm sure. But yeah, my other nit to pick Rob, um, I, I'm a little bit, um, up and down about the special teams right now. There are some things we need to get corrected. I was another kick out of bounds. Yeah, I was really pleased okay. with, um, you know, obviously Ethan Racky yes. kicking seems to be kicking very well. Hamilton's um, kick return. Hamilton's kick return. Um, they're using it's a different guy that kicks off. I think um, I, I'm forgetting the name now, but the, he's the backup field goal kicker. Um, you know, they need to not kick it out of bounds. D'Angelo Amos fumbled again, um, and Harry. You know, we love Harry, but his I don't know if this is by design, but some of the punts seem awfully short, you know, lately. And and, I, low. I think, and low. Yeah, I, and I know they seem to be, you know, they're not. They've gone away. They haven't used the rugby stuff um, much yet. And I don't know if they, if this staff feels differently about that or if that's just kind of an early season get our act together thing. But, you know, there's some things to clean up there for sure. I mean, we can't have a fumble on punt, in the punt return game every week, especially with the defense like this who just needs you to catch the ball because you're going to get a lot of chances to catch the ball in that part of the game. Yeah. And we can't have kickoffs out of bounds that are just wasteful. And it'd be nice when you have a defense like this, just boom it. And, <laughs> you know, the more yards, I, I just, there aren't a lot of teams who are going to be having, able to run 80-yard drives against this defense this year. So there's, I think that's an area I'd like to see, you know, improve. And especially as we look at this coming week, this is a week where, you know, you can really focus on these things a little bit. So that was the other one for me. Yeah, I'm glad you brought But the yeah. red zone, too. Like, I, and I, oh, I yeah. was one of the people complaining on Twitter, being like, you know, mm-hmm. the spoiled brat, but we want to see him score every time. I maybe 
I just thought it was worse than it was. But they did score four touchdowns out of seven opportunities and field goals on the other. It wasn't like they were getting shut out in the red zone. So, again, no. there's room for improvement. Against a yeah. team like St. Francis, you'd like to see that five or six, if not seven for seven in the red zone. Yeah. But it's not like they were – you know, they're not the New York Giants getting in and back and back out and coming with no, no points. No, you no, know? and and I was a little bit mad. I was glad I was the one in the third quarter right after halftime was the one that really irked me. Yeah, you know, you're kind of willing to let the first one. Okay, there's one you got stopped. Uh, the second one was a kind of an odd time and score situation, right? They were mm-hmm. up 24 to nothing. They got inside the 10 in the last 30 seconds, and I think they were down. I mean, they kicked the field goal with like eight seconds to go in the half or something, right? On the I mean, they ended up being up at the half 27 nothing, and it was kind of like you're either going to go for it on fourth down from the one or you're going to kick a field goal with only like six seconds left in the half. And while I would personally like to always see them go for it, I also kind of understood like, all right, if we're up 27 nothing on St. Francis, this game is over and we can do what we did. And that is kind of what they did. I mean, they really played – I mean, they, I, I mean, you probably noticed this too. I mean, they played a lot of number two, like backup players. Yeah starting immediately after halftime mm-hmm. like i mean i think the o-line stayed in a little bit in the third quarter but defensively there were a lot of different names in the game uh almost immediately after halftime um and i know he did mention that they were frustrated they had to bring some of the ones back in to try to preserve the shutout late which they weren't able to do but you know i'm kind of glad to see him going for that kind of stuff and then as you brought up on uh over the weekend when we were chatting about the game was you were glad to see that they did go for it on fourth down later in the game. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I was glad of that too. If I remember watching Signetti's teams the last couple of years uh, correctly, he has not had, you know, he's not been hesitant to go for it on fourth down. I wouldn't say he's like a, you know, he's not a Eagles coach kind of go for it all the time guy. But didn't they have big conversion against JMU? They did. And I think he picks his spots and tries to stay a little unpredictable on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't know. Part of me with that is like as mad as I was about it. It's like we can go up twenty-seven nothing, or we can run this in from the one and be up thirty-one nothing. And I don't think it really matters against St. Francis, no. like at the halftime. And I think if you're a coach who's been around a while, I'd like to think that matters. Though so that's why the one after halftime almost bothered me more. Settling for another field goal, like, all right, come on, you know. Um, We'll see. I mean, time will tell whether this is early or not, but they weren't wasteful of possessions in this game, I didn't feel like, except for very early on. Um, and they scored 44 points. I, I mean, if Jay, you know, we said this a lot last year and it kind of come back to haunt us, but if JMU scores 28 points, I, I'm going to feel really good about their chances in every game this season. So find your way to get to 30 or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, what are you looking forward to next week, Rob, as they get ready to host Morgan State? Well, I kind of tease this a little bit, but I, I want to see if, if we start to move in the direction of, uh, you know, Van Horse or one of the other guys becoming the primary back. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if that will just emerge this week and seeing somebody maybe get the majority of the carries for the first half mm-hmm. or come back in. But I love having the depth at running back. Uh-huh. And this is purely anecdotal, so I'm sure mm-hmm. somebody can – maybe, um, you know, crush this statistically or prove the data or show that the data proves otherwise. But I think there's something to be said for running backs getting in a rhythm Yeah. by getting extra carries. You know, like, I, I think that was one thing that we saw last year. Mm-hmm. We had guys, it's so many good running backs, but when they're only getting eight or ten touches, 
can you really get going? Or do you need to get back to a Clint Abdullah type situation where you get that 18, 19 carries and you're really feeling it and hitting your stride and, and in sync with the line? I think there's something to be said for that. And mm-hmm. I think that ultimately is a better way to do things mm-hmm. um, and just kind of have that depth as a luxury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if it even needs to be the same guy every week, but I, I would just, I think it's going to be better for everybody if you've got a guy you can kind of count on back there and Danucci has a guy he can count on. And then it's the other guys to spell it. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe bring them in as pass catchers or you're on two back sets. But so I, I'm really looking for that to see if Van Horst is going to be the guy or like, is it going to be Percy? That's the guy we had tapped uh, coming into the season. And mm-hmm. I'm the same token. I, I thought Hamilton. Did, yeah. And I, thought, just, yeah. I thought he was really good. Uh, yeah. I thought it was frustrating. I think he got pulled at one point, like, he had sort of set them up on the drive, and then he got pulled out. And yeah, the, I think Douglas scored right after that. That yeah, was kind of one of those like fantasy. I was coach glad to situation. see Hamilton. Like I think he was the first guy out on the field to greet him. Yeah. After that, on the TV coverage, so I was glad to see that. But yeah, it's it's hard because I feel for all those guys because they're all deserving so far. I mean, I don't know if I feel quite that way about Douglas just because he's a freshman. Um, but the other three guys are certainly, and it's not like I'm opposed to Douglas seeing time. He certainly looked good against West Virginia. Yeah. Um, you know, but the other three guys have, have, in my mind, earned the opportunity. So, and and I don't, uh, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be hard to get Van Horse out of there if he keeps running like this. It really so, is. Yeah. I feel and, like and, after contact. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. just bounces off guys, and it's like it's like he gets mm-hmm. gets a charge out of it and just runs. He seems the one thing I'd like to see the other guys, and I thought I saw a little bit of this from Douglas this weekend. Um, Van Horse seems in sync with the what they're trying to do scheme wise and the line. Maybe a little more than the other guys, and I don't know if some of that is just that there's a new scheme, and so the backs that, you know, Van Horst and Douglas who haven't, they, they don't, don't have any habits, right? Yeah. They don't exactly. They don't have anything left from last year, and maybe it's a little bit of an adjustment for Percy and Juwan, who obviously ran in other systems before. Um, but there seems a little clicking there that I'm sure we'd love to see from all the guys, and that's my my big thing for this week, Rob. I'd like to see the offensive line play really clean and consistent this week. Yeah. Um, you know, this week, uh, this past few uncharac- uncharacteristic penalties. Yeah. And and I, I, I do. I am. I did hear Signetti kind of, um, you know, explain that a little bit today. I think he was talking about, you know, 10, three and outs is, is also 10, three and outs that the O line, the big guys have to run back out there right away. Yeah. And then JMU was sustaining drives. And I think guys did, you know, it's their first home game. It's early in the season. They did wear down a little bit, but at the same time, yeah, you're right. There were penalties. And, and in the passing game, there were times that things could have been a little cleaner. And that was what really hurt them up in Morgantown. And I would just like to see those guys. I, I don't know what's going on. They seem to be continuing their, they have a rotation at left tackle. Um, they certainly, you know, they're going to have the chance this week against Morgan state. I think, uh, odds are very good that they're going to have the chance to play a lot of guys this week. Um, but I'd like to see them all play clean and, and play consistent this week in running and passing the football as much as they can. Um, it's good to see them give Cole. Cole got a touchdown pass there. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, those are, those are my things too, Rob. It, the running back rotation and the O-line in general. I mean, I don't know that there's much we can say about the defense at this point. Um, no, I'd so. like to see them get to the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Just and, and, w- without, I mean, if they do it, right. just like great, Doc, just, just, yeah, Doc, yeah, Doc Carter kind of have a chance to get to the court. Pin their yeah. ears back and go get them. Yep. Um, one thing, I, so fans know, I, I didn't know this until today, listening to the press conference, Rob, but Morgan State had some NCAA 
situation and they didn't have spring ball. So they're in kind of a, I, I don't know. This, I, I expect this. This one I, could be I ugly. certainly expect this one to be ugly. And um, yeah, for, for JMU to have a lot of opportunities this weekend for a whole lot of kids to play before they really start the season the following week in Tennessee at Chattanooga. Yeah. So I think that brings us to overtime, Rob. we got a couple good ones tonight. Thank you to everybody who uh, weighed in. I think we're going to choose one of those, right? Yeah, I think somebody said, was this um, Honorary Alex? Who's not Alex, but we're yeah, calling like, Alex. Zuber's flag, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think he said, now that we've got beer in the stadium, mm-hmm. what concessions would we like to be to see added? So. I mean, other, other, is this the non, the non gin category? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) obviously, yeah. Get a little bourbon in there or something. Right. But we'll say non, non, um, non liquid. Yes. Um, yeah, I know. I, I just thought one thing I thought, you know, that's cool. I think the beer stands, um, was good to hear, you know, neither one of us were able to go to the game this weekend, but it was good to hear. Most people seem to have a good experience. With the beer, like I thought it was going to be a nightmare in terms of lines. And I didn't hear a bad thing. Wristband, I haven't heard anything bad. Um, I thought it was really smart. Did you see that they did the ID checks if you wanted them in front of the stadium before the game? That's good. Yeah. So that's a smart idea. It's a really smart idea. Yeah. And it, it certainly cleans things up in the stadium later. Mm-hmm. So, you know, promising early returns on that and, and good for them. Um, but on the student side, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to sell beer on the student side. And uh, that's understandable. But I've always wondered if they couldn't bring in, like, you know, some kind of a truck, like a cheesesteak or a taco or something. You know, like the concession lines are pretty basic. And I know that there's some deals with whoever they airmark or whoever they use to run the concessions. Um, you know, there's probably not supposed to bring in extra stuff. But I feel like a couple times a year they have those little extra stands, like where you go up the stairs to the, to the upper deck. And they yeah, sometimes, right the you know, they'll have like, like yeah, they'll have like a Cinnabon thing yeah. or hot, yeah. And I'm like, I wonder on the student side if they couldn't bring in like a food truck or something over there, or just have a dedicated stand for something that's not just the standard like hot dogs and hamburgers, like a pop fair. up, yeah, like a little pop up of, and it could be you know whatever cheesesteaks or tacos or something like that. Food truck would be good. I mean, you can drive yeah. an ambulance on there. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, they, they've yeah. got the ability. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I, I like yeah. the idea of just mixing up with different food trucks or something like yeah. that. Get Ergies out there. Yeah. You know, exactly. up. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. This popped up and I was like, oh, what would I want? This is objectively probably a terrible idea. No. But I was just kind of hungry and I was thinking about this. Uh-huh. I would like Mexican street corn. Oh, yeah. Elote. Just, yes. elote. just like to me, that's kind. I don't know if this is like an awful stadium food or a great stadium food because, you know, you can just grab it and go. And it's... I, I could tell you having gone to the Minnesota State Fair that the uh, the corn the corn palace or whatever it is, is like yeah. the most popular thing. Right? So, I mean, I, I think we also, I love it. Like whenever yeah. I have some place that has that, or if I'm at a festival and I can get that, I'm all mm-hmm. about it. Just give me one. But I don't know what the heck you do with the cob at a football game. So yeah, you have some kind of a recycling cob recycling bin. I don't, I don't know. know. And then yeah. whatever corn maze or it's Harrison, but yeah. there's gotta be livestock for to use that. It can't something. be any worse than the half eaten nachos that end up under the stands or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Or who knows what happened to the lobster rolls three years ago. Oh boy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> So, I don't know. I would say I, I've never seen that in a stadium, but if I was in charge, I'd have Mexican street corn. Oh, I like that. And then the other one for me, I, I'd like to have them have a dedicated coffee place. This is such an old man thing. No, I'm with you. Um, like, for me, the hot chocolate, does, my kids late no. season want to get hot chocolate and I always yeah. want a hot drink. Yeah. But in anticipation of the drive home, home, I would like to get a good cup of coffee. Not yes. like 
yes. Folgers or whatever. No, and they have is. like the, you know, they have the Starbucks outside the stadium in the truck before the game. But which is awesome. Which is awesome. But then you can't, you have to get it early enough because you can't bring it in to the actual right. entrance. So you're sta- like, anyways, you can't almost do it. And then in the game, you have to wait in the full concession line to get a crappy cup of coffee. Yes. And, and sometimes they don't even, they just have hot chocolate or whatever. Yeah, I would love for them to have down on the end, you know, somewhere a dedicated. I realize that's old man. No, thing, particularly, but, yeah. particularly when they have donuts. How yes, right. Donuts? They bring in the donut thing. Yeah. Donut. You got to have coffee. Like, that's one thing. Like, I, I'm not a big dessert person. Right. But nine times out of ten, if I'm having dessert, it's really mm-hmm. just an excuse to get an extra cup of coffee. To yeah, go yeah, with me, too. me too. Me too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I will get an espresso. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not expecting like, you know, nice cups and espresso and little no, stuff. Yeah. If I can just get a decent cup of coffee. Yeah. In addition to the to the hot chocolate for the yeah, kids. Yeah, on the on the way out of the game to be able to people to make it home with their kids. Yeah, yep. exactly. That'd yeah. Be perfect. So, That's a good one. Good. Well, I think that takes us to the end. Um big win for the Dukes. Really excited for things to come. Uh we'll be there this weekend. Looking forward to return to D Lot and looking forward to seeing all our friends this weekend. Um Rob, this is gonna be a lot of fun and I will I don't know. We don't have a whole lot else. You guys go by Pale Fire. Go by Mossy Creek. Uh, mention the podcast at both places anytime. We certainly appreciate it, especially if you're down there for the game. Uh, I know those guys appreciate it, too. So can't wait to see everybody. And we'll be hopefully talking very pleasantly about a relatively unscathed, healthy team getting ready for the real part of the season this yes. time next week. Yeah, right, Rob? Another step forward. That's all we can yeah. ask for at this point. Yeah. And uh, both of us have long seasons ahead on the professional level. Um, but pleasantly, uh, I thought Jimmy was acquitted himself nicely this weekend. Not, 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 uh, you know, nothing quite Jimmy level as usual, but nothing, um, nothing horrendous either. So, I mean, seventh round pick starting in his first NFL game, starting in his first NFL game, making three solo tackles, a couple of them really good plays. Um, contributing on a couple other good plays. He was matched he, up against Deshaun for a while, too. A couple times. He? He sh- I wish he, to be honest, I wish he'd been matched up against Deshaun more. That seems to be the consensus. The old guys are not as fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was true. I, and then Josh yeah. Wells signed with the Bucks today. Yeah. Oh, good. So yeah. we're going to have Wells and, um, and Watford. And Watford on the Bucks yeah. line. How about that? A couple of Dukes. Um, really good game from Raven Green last Thursday night as well. Yeah. So don't, don't mean to forget that, but I mean, he's. Like like Jimmy, I mean, he's very much a part of the Packers' defense right now. Yep. So, but uh, yeah, it's not going to be fun for us, Rob. So oh, let's, let's like enjoy, enjoy the Dukes while we can. The, the Giants scored on that first drive, and I was told my boys, I was like, enjoy this because this is the peak of the season. It's all downhill. <laughs> we so, were texting each other at halftime of the Redskins yeah. game, saying, "Let's let can we cancel the season right now? Yeah, just terrible. <laughs> just end it. Just end yep. it. So, oh. okay. Well, hope everybody has a good week and look yep. forward to the game this weekend. Um, yep. All right. Talk to you Rob, later. talk to you later next week. Go Dukes. <laughs>
is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have.